Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It is the Odd Couple. I am Chris. He is Rob, and we are live from the Fox Sports Radio studios on a TV theme song Thursday. We got Chris Herring, a Sports Illustrated senior writer who wow. is uh, also an author, Rob, and he's written a book. I just got it called Blood in the Garden, and it is about the New York Knicks in the 1990s. Pat Riley, Patrick Ewing, Charles Oakley, John Starks. I was there I mean, for that. Doc I Rivers, was there for that. Mark was, Jackson. Yeah, all of that. Um, I was a columnist at Newsday, Chris, in the 90s. Yes, so, you know, I yes. was there. So um, that should be a great uh, book. And you've heard about it, right? Yep, I have. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna, to uh, speak with the author, Chris Herring. Blood in the Garden, the flagrant history of the 1990s New York Knicks uh, at the bottom of this hour. That should be a lot of fun. But, Rob, let's go to the NFL, and yesterday at the Super Bowl parade, Aaron Donald spoke. Go ahead. You got a joke? No, I, I don't have smiling. a joke. I'm, I'm going to try you, to keep it. You're smiling like no. you got a joke. No, I'm going to You don't have clean. a clean joke. You got no, a joke, so not a clean joke. Yeah. Now, don't say that one. Yeah, I'm good. Don't say the one you said today on 570 <laughs> that got you chased out of the building. <laughs> go ahead. Keep the going. one that, like, 13-year-olds would say. You laugh. <laughs> You laughed. I, I, no, I didn't laugh. Yes, when I heard did. it, I did not. I said, oh, Rob. Oh, Rob. <laughs> All right, but anyway, do we have sound of Aaron Rodgers, uh, Rob? Aaron Donald. G? Aaron Donald, I'm sorry. Uh, but anyway, Aaron Donald was at the parade, obviously, and uh, he spoke, obviously. And um, if you're a Rams fan, you got to be feeling good because he talked, Rob, about running it back. That was the big – and that's always the theme, isn't it? The Chiefs, the Buccaneers. Chris, you the, just the, said the it. Eagles. Don't you remember right, the Chiefs? Right. Run it back. Oh, Absolutely. yeah, we're bringing everybody back. We're going to win. Four. What was he <laughs> – who was the running well, back, Well, the Chiefs Chris? are talking about not four, not five. five that was Chris Jones. Six. Chris Jones. And then was it Tyreek Hill, I think, who said, why not? Why stop at five? Not five. Exactly. Who wants right. seven? I mean, it got ridiculous. But here's what Aaron Donald said. This is after the parade. If we bring everybody back, I'm back. Odell Beckham, Vaughn Miller, we bring them guys back. Let's make it happen. During the parade, he said, we build a super team. We can bring a super team back. Why not run it back? We could be world champions again. Rob, we've talked about this before. It is tough to repeat as champion in the NFL. It is tough. It's all, it hasn't been done since 2004. The 2003-2004 New England Patriots, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. That's almost 20 years. And here's why, Rob. Now, it didn't used to be as difficult. In the 60s, the Packers repeated as Super Bowl champs. In the 70s, the Steelers uh, and the Miami Dolphins repeated as Super Bowl champs. Steelers did it twice. 
In the 80s, San Francisco repeated. In the 90s, Dallas and Denver. But free agency started in the 90s and really got going in the 2000s, Rob. And that's one big reason that you don't see teams repeating anymore or or very but, much but Chris, you because don't see of them, free agency. Right, and you don't see it repeating in any sport. I, it, it is definitely different. And I well, think well, basketball, I, I I don't think has been that. You've well, seen various re- re- Golden State, Golden repeated. State that was, right. Golden State was uh, the last Miami one before, repeated. What year was that? With LeBron, yeah. but that's when uh, LeBron 13, and went 14, there. Yeah. right? And 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 um, Kobe repeated in baseball. Oh nine, oh ten, you know ten. Yeah, baseball. It hasn't happened since ninety nine, two thousand. So it's been over, like twenty years, like you said in right. football. And so I think the different. common thing in all of yeah. them though is free agency. Right. Interestingly enough, I think basketball, Rob, because. One guy or two well, guys, especially, people, can make right. yeah make such yeah. a big difference. But 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 the other yeah. Sports, yeah. But but I'm with you on this. Just about uh, it sounds good, and I get it. You rally cry. Let's get everybody back, and we'll do it again. Tampa Bay said it last year too, and uh, they brought everybody back, Chris, and it didn't happen. Injuries are a big part of football. Everything, a lot of right. things have to go right for you. A lot of situations. It's just very, very difficult. Even with the same personnel, it doesn't mean everybody's going to play the same. And, you know, trying to keep people who might have a chance to go elsewhere and make more money or get more playing time now that they're on a championship team, those are opportunities that people can't miss, pass up either. You know, like... So, so there's a lot of different variables, and I just don't think uh, it sounds good, but I don't think it's really um, as doable, or I should say it's tough to try to make that happen in the NFL. That's all. Absolutely. I, I just think it's, it's not impossible. Look, right. I think the Rams will be good. Let's assume, let's say they bring everybody back, essentially. And that's a lot of people. OBJ, we know he's going to be out with the ACL, at least – some of the season, I would think most, if not all. But Robert Woods should be back as a receiver. Andrew Whitworth, Rob, 40 years old offensive lineman. He's probably retiring. Okay, you got a few other offensive linemen that are free agents. Von Miller is a free agent. So these are all guys that they have to make sure that they bring back or replace with somebody. And Von Miller might be like, good. I'm good now. You He's know got what I two mean? Super Bowls. Like, right, I'm good. He's 32. That doesn't sound old. It's not old. But he's been around the block a lot, and he's accomplished everything. He's a Hall of Famer. He's got his two rings, one of them a Super Bowl MVP. Like, does he really want to go through it? And he's got a personality, Rob, where people like him. He's he's charismatic. He, you know, he could probably do whatever he wants after the game. So, yeah, he'll be interesting, although I think he did talk about running it back too. But here's the thing. They'll be good. I don't think I'd pick them. In the NFC, I definitely don't think I'd pick them to win it again, but if you can get there, hey, you got a shot, right? Here's the one thing beyond just their talent, Rob, that could benefit them in their quest to repeat. Look at the NFC. You got Dallas, who they're always question marks about, right? We all we know that. You've got Green Bay, uh, if they bring back Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers goes to the AFC, then 
You got nobody in that division to worry about. Right. right? Well, well, but even then, it doesn't mean that you're going to get through the AFC team because they're going to Well, be, no, yeah. Right, but I'm right. just saying, once know, you right. get, you if you get, get to the back, Super Bowl, right. hey, you, 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 you got a shot, back. right? Right. Right. And then you've got in Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Atlanta, Carolina, nobody in that division. Okay. And then in your own division, San Francisco, very good, but they'll be ha- essentially a rookie quarterback, Trey Lance, first year as a full-time starter. So we don't know how good he or how bad he might be. We don't know. He looks good. He looks pretty good. He didn't light it up, you know, in his yeah, few but starts he might this not season. be good enough right. to get them so there. We, right, so we have no idea. Um, Arizona, they're going through all types of controversy. And Kyler Murray, can he stay healthy? Cliff Kingsbury, can he – Coach well throughout an entire season. And then Seattle with Russell Wilson, even if they bring him back, do they have the players elsewhere to be a great team? Or does he end up moving to the AFC? So that benefits the Rams, Rob. You're right. I mean, who knows if they could beat the AFC team. But the NFC road is lighter than it's been in a long time, especially if Rodgers isn't back with the pack. If Rodgers isn't and no more Brady, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely an opening. And they could look at it and say, hey, you know, the road and Dallas. I I know people want to put Dallas in there every year. We don't know what's happening in Seattle. I'm with you, Chris. There's a lot of question marks. And even if Dallas comes back with a similar squad, Am I hell bent on believing that they're getting Absolutely. there? No, I'm not. Right. I'm just. It's can't. almost like you're not gonna believe it until you see it. Right. That's you what, don't know. That's what you the don't Cowboys even have are. to pinpoint what will go no, wrong. Right. right. It's but like something. it's like yeah, like like when they get there, wake me up and and then I'll believe it because <laughs> I'm not I'm not on this dream escape. Uh, I'm not believing in the Cowboys. Uh, we talk about them for the last 26 years or whatever. Enough. No, it's true. There's always something. Injuries, drama, uh, bad coaching, bad (laughs) calls, no defense, no offense, whatever. It's always something with those Cowboys. So, yeah, um, I think the Rams, it'll be interesting. And, and, you know, they got a, a path in the NFC that certainly is doable as far as getting back to the Super Bowl. But, you know, it's tough to do. And they got their hands full to get there um, if they're going to do it. But, yeah, it, it's um an interesting situation. Rob, does this bother you? That Aaron Donald, who if he plays, he's going to be great. Now, will he be as great? That's the only question. But him saying, if we bring everybody back, I'm back. Does that But it's not like, oh, I'm ready to go. You know, let's go get this again. It's if we bring everybody back. And, you know, we've we mentioned this saying a lot. They say once you discuss retirement, once you start thinking yeah, about once you retirement, put it out there, but, you've but retired. We, yeah, they said that. Remember, uh, Aaron, that came up in Aaron Rodgers' conversation, and he won two MVPs. Right. Remember that? that? That did come up, and he mentioned it, and people thought maybe he's checking out, you know, because once you start talking about it. So I don't know. And in Aaron Donald's case, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, is is he doing a Jordan? You remember? Yeah, if you bring Phil back, I'll be interested in coming back. Mm. First thing the Bulls did was like, uh, Phil's done. Okay. <laughs> remember right, that? Right, right. Like Which that was, that, to me, they that was the ultimate the ring one. on the table. Right. They may have left the ring on the table. They did. They were like, 
Because Jordan was coming back. Yep. Oh, yeah. They brought Phil back. It just, yep. that doesn't make, I, it's, it upsets to me to day. this day. Am I right, Chris? Because like, that's a GM making it all about himself. It's like we talked about with the, the report yesterday about the Lakers. Oh, LeBron, you put this team together. You make it happen. Right. We will not make a trade. Like, that's not what this is about. It's not and elementary school. It's not CYO. It's not about teaching lessons. It's about winning. Right, you're We're not the gonna same scru- team. You're not going to scrub a whole season to prove a point if right. you can make a deal that could get you out of it. It doesn't even make sense. That's why I, I, I just none of that made any sense to me. It just didn't. All right. 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Should the Rams just run it back? You heard us talk about the NFC road. It looks pretty light. looks pretty thin. Should the Rams run it back? And should they be the favorites to at least get to the Super Bowl? If not, repeat. Your turn to weigh in with Chris and Rob, the Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media sports and more every week explore some amazing facts about human nature and more listen to the fifth hour with ben maller on the iHeartRadio radio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast all right i couple tv theme song thursday live from the fox sports radio studios rob are you gonna watch the fresh prince you know the remake series i'm gonna watch it it looks good to me yeah i want to try it out i mean uh ephraim salam being a part of it uh makes me want to look at it um does it bother you that it's a drama yeah a comedy yeah it's a little a little like i i I like the characters to see them in a different light you know what i mean so i I want to give it better though or 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 if not better it could be good i mean yeah i want to i want to give it a shot I'm going to give it yeah. a shot. So, I am, too. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to checking it out. All right, if you're dealing with a dead battery, go to AutoZone. It's America's number one battery destination, offering free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head on over to the zone, AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. All, All right, right. 877 on Fox. Rams, can they repeat? Let's squeeze some in here. Chris Thomas in the Bay Area. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Thomas? What up, fellas? Thanks for taking my call today. Uh, I just want to say, you know, by running, you know, a lot of things have to go right. You got to make sure you hit on bringing back the right free agents at the right price. And uh, as far as uh, who should be the favorite, if you look at Cincinnati, the draft capital, the the salary cap situation, I mean, talk about a team who is minutes away from winning the Super Bowl. They could definitely be a lot better if you can give uh, some offensive linemen to Burrow and maybe even another cornerback. Yeah, Thanks, but the, yeah, I, I hear you, and I think they that's face just, the same issue. It's not just winning the Super Bowl; it's getting right. back. Period. And, and Chris, in, in their own division, teams that are were good that suffered last year are going to bounce back, right? Baltimore, like, like I, I get it. Cleveland had its injuries. Remember, Baker wasn't healthy. You can say whatever you want. He wasn't healthy. So 
So I get the Cincinnati love, but it, their own division is going to be tough. Like like next year. Yeah, I look. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the chances are better of them missing the playoffs than they yeah, are them winning the Super Bowl. Let's say I, that one hundred percent. I just they're gonna be. They should be good. I'd be surprised. They were ten and seven not, this year, Chris. But, like they weren't right. 15, thirteen and four or whatever. They were ten and seven. Uh, let's go to Sergio in El Paso. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Sergio? What's up, Chris Rob, Alex Rob? I hope you guys are doing wonderful, man. You guys are amazing as always. Love you guys, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you, buddy. Hey, but um, I'm surprised you didn't mention Pulp Fiction with that with uh, with being Brahms, man. I I, I didn't. I You're didn't right. At first You're right. Know who that was another was. one. I, I yes. felt like I was missing something. I mean, he's been in so many. You're obviously missing something. But that's you're right. That was a good film too. That he was in. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. But um, I'm going to piggyback a little bit off the last caller. I mean, like like he said, man, a lot of things have to go right. And if you look at all three of the playoff games the Rams went through, I mean, you know, maybe other than the Bucks game, I mean, they, they faced the Cardinals team that obviously wasn't ready. Right. Uh, the Bucks almost came back and spoiled right, cause, their Because little... the Rams fumbled four times in that game. You remember that? Crazy. Amazing. I, I was like, I couldn't believe Sean McVay was having another meltdown. Um, and then, and then again, you know, I'm, I'm a Niner fan, and I'm not bitter about it. It is what it is. But obviously, if Jaquaski Tart catches that ball, it would have been his sixth interception against the, the Niners. Yep, yep. It could it would change be his that sixth game. Interception. Yep. And 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 then you're speaking completely different about everything. And then no one's repeating, and no one's coming back in the off season. So, but here's I, like, one like, thing like, I'll say, and all those points are fair and valid. But Rod, we know this. It happens all the time. No, no. We, we can look at Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, go on and on and see breaks that a quarterback got. You know what I'm saying? In winning Super Bowl. So I hear it. It's legit, right? But these things happen. They happen time and time again. All right, let's squeeze in one more. Leaf in Brooklyn. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Leaf? What's good, Chris? What's good, Rob? What up? What up? What up? I like that name, Leaf. Who you named after? <laughs> no, I'm not. It's, it's, my name is really Kali, but I put Leaf just to be fast with it. That's nice. All. That's Kali. what's up, my man. Okay. Thank you for the show. Like yeah, man. Yeah, yeah um, I think you're going to like that uh, that Air show on Peacock. It's uh, actually pretty tight. But, like, is it? Um, okay. Okay. Good. It's a we different dynamic and everything. But um, I think the Rams, I, I, I think they already got it easy as far as their division because – Arizona's having problems with Kyler Murray. The Seahawks is trash, obviously. And I think the the, the 49ers is about to go with Trey Lance after the season. I don't even think right. they want Garoppolo back. So they're going to have But it's still coach. the best division in the NFC. Right. I think by far. Yeah, especially this past year. But after this going into next year, I don't think that's going to be a case. What would it's be better, gonna, though? What division would be better? It can't be because the NFC East is lousy and the Central – uh, if they has, lose, they got new Green coaches. Bay. Well, the Central's right. yeah. You don't have. I mean, Brady's gone. Drew Brees is gone. Carolina and Atlanta aren't any good. Right. That, and then that you is. got the North. All you got is Green Bay. No, Minnesota's okay. Right, but the West is still going to be the best. That's going to be the best division in the NFC. Right. Yeah, that that is definitely true. But um, I think Cincinnati is going to have an uphill battle. In a division like yeah, way before, way before the Rams do. So I think the Rams should definitely go ahead and go about it. I think they should add a little bit more to their running game because I don't know who they had to replace. Um, who they had? I think they, they had. Could Tom run Gurley. the ball, Acres right. and Michelle. Right. 
Right. They yeah, call them, at yeah. times they look good late in the regular season, but you know, they I mean they're right. they were okay. But Akers was hurt, of course, most of the year. So we'll see. But um they Lee, got a thank they you. got a chance. Thanks, Steve. We got Chris Herring, Sports Illustrated senior writer, coming up in a few moments, but first be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. And our next guest is a Sports Illustrated senior writer and an author. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Her- I'm sorry, we got a mistake in our, in our uh, rundown, but we'll go to Chris to give us his Twitter uh, title, but his new book, Chris Herring of Sports Illustrated, is called Blood in the Garden, The Flagrant History of the 1990s New York Knicks. Chris Herring, welcome What's to the Odd Couple, Chris? brother. Hey, guys, how are you? Doing we are great. great, man. We are great. It's great to have you on. And Mazel I'm telling you, on the book. Yes, yes. I I've really heard, appreciate that. Thank you so much. I, I've heard so much about this book. And obviously the '90s, Rob and I covered the Knicks. I backed them up in the late '90s, and I was writing news for Newsday in the '90s. Yep. And looking at this cover, you got Pat Riley, Patrick Ewing, John Starks, Anthony Mason, and Charles Oakley. And looking at the Knicks today, man, these were the glory days. I mean, most people don't remember when they won their last title in '73. These were the glory days. So, what was it like for you writing this book? Uh, and what would you say the the today's Nick fan who may not even remember these days should get from it? Man, it was a different time. <laughs> I think you guys laid it out really well. Such a different time where even I don't think those Knicks were capable of losing twenty eight point leads. First of all, they didn't have <laughs> enough offense to have twenty eight point leads. Exactly. But, <laughs> Even even if they did, they weren't going to lose that. Now they might lose a, a you know a, a six point lead in, in nine seconds with they're playing Reggie Miller. But um, I mean, this was just a tough team that was never going to be outworked. Really, um, hardly ever. It, it was just against their code. It was a team that was that knew it didn't have the talent necessarily to be the best team in the league just on talent alone. Certainly, you know that team in Chicago had something to say about that. They understood that. Pat Riley probably understood it better than anybody. And so I think he used the physicality and certainly the hard work and the, the, you know, being in shape and the tenacity to try to level the playing field as much as he possibly could, knowing that they were going to need every bit of everything they had to have a legitimate chance against the Bulls. And truth be told, I think they pushed those Bulls teams at the beginning of that, that first three-peat. You know, I think later Indiana, the Jazz certainly were, were pushing the Bulls pretty hard. Right. But at the beginning of that first three-peat with Michael, I don't think anybody pushed the Bulls harder than, than the Knicks did between the, the fact that they went seven games with them in 92 in Riley's first year. They had a 2-0 lead in 93 before the Charles Smith play, certainly, um, and then obviously beat them in 94 when Michael wasn't there. So they were a thorn in, in Michael's side. Obviously, Michael got the best of them. But um, I don't think there's any shame in them having lost to the Bulls during those years and not having won. They ended up being knocked out by the eventual champion six times in that 10-year span. And frankly, the the league changed the rules because of this team. And I don't think you have a wide-open NBA today the way you have without those Knicks teams that the league wanted nothing to do with the way they play basketball. And I'll say this. As much success as Pat Riley has had, I thought he did the best job of his career 
uh, coaching those Knicks teams. I really do because most coaches are trying to get people to do what they do, right? Like, this is how I like to play, so I want to get people to play my style of game. He came from Showtime. They're not doing all that. They didn't have those kind of players. And he totally changed his style uh, to suit the, the personnel. And not everybody gets that. Chris, you, you agree with me on that? About what? Oh, what yeah. No, Riley I, I did? think that's when Riley, look, he won championships with Showtime, Chris. Right? But obviously, I, I think he took his reputation to another level by coaching a whole different style with the Knicks and having success. I, I completely agree with you. And I, yeah. you know, I think what wasn't known about him is that, or maybe overlooked, first of all, it was funny, even with the, the people involved with my book, they were like, Chris, are you sure you don't want to? name it no layups allowed or something like that and I said, well no the reason i w- wasn't really willing to consider that he used that phrasing with the lakers first i mean he, he wanted the, the, the lakers to be tenacious as well i think that their offense and the way they played offense and the smiley guy that they had running point for them during those years mm-hmm. overshadowed whatever they were going to be doing on defense anyway but i think that riley himself if you look back at his career he was a guy that was wildly athletic at the high school and the college level was jumping center as a six foot four guy was drafted into the nfl by the cowboys as a wide receiver um he wasn't athletic and big for the nba level so he really had to scrap to kind of claw his way into the league and keep a spot with those lakers and his job was just to beat up on jerry west every day and practice to keep a spot so he had to scrap to to have his way in the nba as a player and I think that was the way he really wanted to coach. He didn't need to do that as much with the Lakers. Right. But, again, the Knicks didn't have the talent. Uh, they had talent. Let me not sell them short. They had talent. They had more skill than they're given credit for, certainly on defense. But they had to play a certain way to really have a fighting chance against a team like the Bulls because, you know, the, the comparisons to the Pistons are valid as far as how physical they were. Right. But the Pistons had a lot more offense than they did. And oh, the, the yeah. Knicks didn't have that outside of Ewing. Uh, think about it. Their their next best score was Starks, and he was right. Starks played one year of high school basketball. He played at four <laughs> different colleges. He left college at one point to bag groceries. At he was bagging Bank. groceries, right? He busted yeah. my eggs in upstate New York once. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> let me Chris, say, you 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 mentioned me, Patrick Ewing, and I really feel like yes, he's a Hall of Famer. Yes, he's top seventy five. Yes, he's you know viewed as a as an all time great for the most part. But I do think as time goes on, his reputation takes more and more of a hit. As in, I think people are forgetting how good he was, he was because good. he never won a ring. What will we learn about Patrick Ewing? That you know, your casual fan who just thinks oh, he was pretty good, he's a Hall of Famer, but he never won. That that they'll learn in this book about Ewing. Man, first of all, a guy that would have just had breakfast, lunch, and dinner in this era. He would have really eaten in this era. Uh, he, he was a great jump shooter. I mean, and I think the craziest thing about Patrick, when I really stop and think about it, is that everybody thought that he was going to be the Say that no, again. We, we lost yeah, you. That was what people were projecting. Because we he lost was blocking you for a second. In say, say that again. Say that again. The next Bill Russell? People thought that he might be the next Bill Russell right. at the pro level because of how good he was and how dominant he was defensively in college. But then he turns around and he becomes this big offensive force at the pro level where he's averaging 24 and 11 and shooting 50% in an offense that has no other stars on it. Not, yeah. I mean, one, one, one-time All-Stars, John Starks, Charles Oakley, 
Anthony Mason. Mason was not even all-star with the Knicks. So you're talking about guys that really made the all-star team because the Knicks had a 60-win season. Right. And they were rewarding them for having a good season. These were guys that were, I won't say throwaways. Oakley was not a throwaway, but he wasn't known for offense, and he certainly wasn't a great offensive player. Starks wasn't a great offensive player. He was ahead of his time with the three ball. But there was very little spacing in that offense. Nobody, you know, I have the detail in the book that Riley essentially told Starks one day, he said, we're not going any having where until you can throw a proper bounce pass to Patrick in practice because it kept getting stolen. So he didn't even have guys that could really throw entry passes to him in the post. And he had no spacing, no guys that could pass. And Patrick was putting up 20 and 10 for years in an offense where there just was nothing around him. So he was great. I that. You know, I, I think it never quite worked out for him. I, I think that he was outclassed in 94 by Olajuwon, which there's no shame in that. Um, but I think that that was the reality of beyond just the 2-for-18 game from Starks in Game 7, right. why they lost that series. Was yeah, that but I, I got to say this. I got to mm-hmm. say this. I, I'm going to blame that loss on Pat Riley. I'm sorry. I know John Starks played great in Game 6 that got them to that Game 7. But in that game, Rolando Blackman was on that team, some other guys, and Starks didn't have it. I mean, he just played so poorly. They lost by six points with your two-guard shooting. You just said it, two for 18 or whatever. What was it? Two for 18. Uh, Two for 18. Two for 18 and and 0 for 11 from three. 0 for 11. And do you remember there's one play that I cannot forget in John Starks is on a three-on-one break, and and – this guy, three-on-one, and he goes past the three-point line, takes a step back, and puts up a three. Do you remember, remember that? I do that remember. Was school. Yep. That, that, you said that, he was ahead of his time. He was ahead of his time, <laughs> but if I was coaching, you're coming out of that game on a three-to-one break, and you're putting up a three in that spot. I, he killed well, I'll tell you this, Nick. man. Rob, I mean, that's probably not to put out too big of a spoiler for, for you all or for anybody that hasn't had a chance to – to read it just yet, um, that was certainly one of the big takeaways from the book. I would say at least a third of the team, the guys that I talked to, all harp on that because Riley, you know, to his credit, he's called it either the biggest mistake or one of the biggest mistakes he's ever made in his okay, career. So- but Rolando Blackman was a guy that Pat had had an argument with him about two and a half weeks earlier. They're coming off of that huge Game 7 victory against the Pacers. Nobody on that Knicks team had won a title. I don't even know that any of them had been to the finals before. They're celebrating in the locker room, and Rolando takes it upon himself to ask Pat whether the players can bring their wives to Houston. Pat Riley says no. Rolando, not understanding that, obviously a very respected veteran, a guy that yeah. up until Dirk came along was the leading scorer in Mavs history and was a four-time All-Star when he, he came to the Had a great career. Knicks. No, he was good, he says, very good. He says to Pat, he says to Pat again, I'm not understanding this. Why can't we bring our wives? It's been a long season. Remember the Knicks had played two seven-game series in a row. By the time they finished that Houston series, they had had the longest postseason of any team in NBA history. So it was a really long season. Mm. They're, you know, He's saying they've held down our families for us. This is a huge achievement for us. Why can't, they're not going to be distractions. We're, we're veterans. Like This is a huge thing for us. And Pat just again said no. And, and Pat never liked to have to explain himself, certainly not in front of the team. So it was that that a lot of the guys looked at it. Doc, Derek Harper, Charles Oakley mentioned it in his book that came out a couple weeks after mine. That And Rolando himself said they've wondered for years whether that had something to do with why he didn't get in during the finals. Because Scott wow. Brooks was on the opposing bench, and Scott Brooks told me, he said, we were petrified 
that Pat was going to bring in Rolando Blackman because no. Rolando had played against the Rockets for years. His right. highest scoring average against any team is against the Rockets, and his highest field goal percentage against any team for his career. For a guy that was a four-time All-Star, was against the Rockets, and the Rockets were petrified that Pat Riley would bring him in, but he wow. never did. And he's written, Pat has written handwritten letters to Rolando over the years. I think they could be perceived as apologies, and Rolando's never written back to him. Wow. Well, we'll get to that story and much yes, more. Blood you. in the Garden, the flagrant history of the 1990s New York Knicks. Chris, thanks a lot, man. We appreciate you. Chris Herring, Sports Illustrated senior writer. Definitely check out his new book. And check him out at Herring, H-E-R-R-I-N-G, underscore NBA. Thanks, Chris. No problem. Thanks, guys. Yep, more Odd Couple coming your way, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, it's The Odd Couple live from the Fox Sports Radio studios on a TV theme song Thursday. And if you're dealing with a dead battery, don't fret, don't worry. Don't break your hand on the windshield. Just head on over to AutoZone. It's America's number one battery destination, offering free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, go to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. All right, Rob, um, we are 50, almost 60 games into the NBA season. So, of course, it's time to start thinking about the MVP. And uh, so in that vein, ESPN did a survey of 100 media members. And uh, they, lost they, wanted to figure out, they wanted to figure out who was uh, the leading vote getter. Now, not all these guys have votes, I don't believe. Um, some of them were just beat writers that may not have a vote right, or may right. have a vote. Mm-hmm. Some were international reporters that may or may not. Um, but out of the 100, they had you vote for five, just like you do on the ballot. And Joel Embiid edged Nikola Jokic, last year's winner, 789 points to 754. I mean, that obviously is incredibly close. And so a lot of people are viewing it as a two-man race. Um, Jokic, here's the thing. The Denver Nuggets are the sixth seed. Now, apparently, a lot of viewing that as a success, and understandably to some degree because you're without – Jamal Murray, your second best player, and Michael Porter Jr. only played, I think, nine games before getting hurt. So uh, Jokic has been terrific. He's got the highest PR, PER, Rob, player efficiency rating to date this late in the season, 32.63, having a fantastic year. But I do think right now, Rob, Joel Embiid is the front runner. I am a voter. Um, I, I'm not, I am nowhere near settled on my pick yet, but if I had to pick right now, I'd probably go with Embiid. The only challenge, and I think things are changing, Rob. Okay. Last year, one of the reasons he didn't win MVP was because he missed so many games. Allen Iverson in an 82 game season has missed the most games since writers began voting in 1981 to win an MVP. He missed 11 games one year in an 82 game season. Embiid's already missed 12, Rob. Wow. And I think the thing is, it's changing because so many guys low manage and so many more guys seem to be getting hurt that that may not be held against them this year. But um, I, I, I don't think it's just a two-man race. 
How about DeRozan, Chris? I want to throw him out there because uh, people are feeling like he's getting slighted, like where the Bulls are, what they're doing the year. You remember he had that incredible stretch where he's knocking down game winners. What was it, two or three days in a row? Remember three games in a row? No, he's been playing great. He broke. He just broke Wilt Chamberlain's record for most consecutive 35-plus point games while shooting 50% or better from the field. Right. That's He's, he's had a historic season. He has. Yeah, and they're the number one seed. Like, I think he has to be in the running, Rob. Um, we don't think of DeMar DeRozan, let's just keep it real, as an, all in, as, a first, as an MVP. Let's put it that way. He's never made first-team All-NBA. Um, you know, never been to the finals. And that's working against him. But you're right. And here, like I said, what if Embiid does miss several more games and ends up missing 20, 25 games this year? Or what if when Harden gets back, his numbers drop? And what if Jokic remains the sixth seed? You know, the only, in the last 40 years, Rob, the only player to ever win MVP without being a top four last 39 or 40 years. Moses Malone did in 82. But without being a top four seed in his conference, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, 2017, when he averaged a triple-double. And that was and that broke a uh, longstanding triple-double mark. Absolutely. So that made sense. Right. It was, that like, unbelievable at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, is Jokic going to win it as a six seed? So, if you don't go to Jokic, if you don't go to Embiid, I don't think Steph's in it. I, I, I'm, some of these Steph's polls of are it. shocking Chris, me Chris. that they still got him so high, right? Not because they're not being. It's not a lifetime achievement award. Chris, he's had a rough. Well, patch. and that wouldn't help him. He doesn't need another MVP. So yeah, he no, shouldn't no. But that's what I'm saying. Like Chris but, Paul could be but, in it. For but a out of respect, I'm just. I mean, from out of respect for him, and he started off great, and he broke the three point record this year, which is all good and fine. Right. But then he had the bad stretch of of shooting. I, I, he he can't be in that. Where do they nah, have him right now? No Where is he listed? Well, some they got him like fourth. Let me see. Uh, I think the same poll by ESPN had, uh, yeah, the poll ended up with Embiid, Jokic, Giannis three, Curry four. Wow. Chris Paul five, and John Morant six. So they don't even have DeRozan. He's not even in the. No, he's seven in some polls. Wow. Uh, Giannis is interesting. They're the third seed. I, I kind of look at Milwaukee, Rob, like when you, when LeBron was in Cleveland his second go-round, and they kind of coasted in the regular season. They knew it was all about the finals. You know what I mean? And that's kind of how I look at Milwaukee, what they're doing this year. But Giannis has to be in the running. Chris Paul, lifetime achievement would be a big part for him, right? And Ja, Rob, we talked about it yesterday. They're 12-2 and two without Ja. I was going to say the only great, problem is they keep rolling even when right. he doesn't play. That's crazy. Right. So I do think DeRozan is in the race, Rob. I At this point, I don't think he wins it, but I think he's in the race, and he's got a decent shot. They make number one seed, you know, maybe he'll, he'll be able to surprise us. All right, we got one hour left on this TV theme song Thursday. Keep it locked, Fox Sports Radio.